Is that Troy? If I hope a, so. If it's his <laughs> dick. If it's just like, here's my dick. Well, you know. Kind of looks like that puppet from Saw. His dick? No. <laughs> that would be fucking weird, dude. Especially if you paint a little red circles on it. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen it, but I'll take your word for it. It's a little creepy. Theme song! Ladies and gentlemen, we are Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. And this is the main event of the evening. Please welcome your host for today. Jason is here. Dude, I, I swear to God, I'm not as big an asshole as it sounds like. And Taz is here. I mean, Sal is here. Taz. Look at it this way. The first thing we've done together as a team. So I grab my dick, you grab your dick. You work my arm, I work your arm. Same time. Same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks, anyway. I'm touching my dick. You're working it, and I'm loving it. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for the rundown. Welcome once again to the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. My name is Jason. I am sliding into the host chair so Troy can slide into a celebration for the evening. You had that look on your face like you thought I was going to say something else. Anyway, I am not alone here tonight because while he's sitting in his chair watching the gaming awards on another screen, I am joined by Sal. Sal, what's going on? <sighs> Nothing really matters anymore, dude. Appreciate you multitasking tonight. <laughs> I'm I'm 40. It happens. I turned 40. I hate it. Although it's not that much different from 39. Well, clearly I'm an asshole. Happy birthday, Sal. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. You're the only one out of all the hosts that said something. But I get it. I don't have Facebook. So nobody knows. I would not remember the other stuff if we're not for Facebook reminding me. Because people legit rely on Facebook to tell them things. Not wrong at all. (laughs) Which is why I'm not like, it's fine. Like, it doesn't bother me at all. I'm not going to be that guy that's going to be like, hey, so today's my birthday. Like, I vaguely <laughs> remember that Adam's is near mine, but uh, it's before yeah, it's mine. July. Like, a week before mine. But that's about it. I know my wife's and my son's and my mom's. I figure that's pretty much the one of the ones I really wow. need to have memorized. I was going to say, I have my kids memorized, and I have my wife's memorized, and... Uh, my father-in-law, because he's on the same oh, day yeah. as me, so that one's easy. Sadly, my although I'm back to sharing birthday parties. Yeah, now. Well, there you go. So, how's your week been, Sal? Well, uh, aside from turning forty, <laughs> Did you do anything to celebrate, uh, it's been okay. like you know we got chilies. <laughs> the fucking dark order. <laughs> No, that's what everybody agreed on. I was like, I don't care. You're supposed to fucking agree on your birthday, dude. It's supposed to be whatever the fuck you want. No, and that's the thing. And and you can attest this because you're a dad, all right? 
you get it, well, it, it's different too when you have more than one kid. But you get so tired of of the arguing, you're just like, I don't care. I literally your birthday is supposed to pick to where you want to go and then pick what you want. It should, <laughs> if you want fucking ribs and anal, that should be your birthday, man. I'm just saying. Hey, I got what I wanted at Chili's. All right, I got a fucking cheese chicken and cheese quesadilla. So, and it was fucking good. All right. Usually, my go-to for my and birthday meal is the Cheesecake Factory. That see, and that's that's cool. And I've been there. Um, it's not my go-to though. I don't know. Doesn't really do it for me. Buffalo blasts alone are worth the price of admission for me. See, I'd rather go to Buffalo Wild Wings than than go to the Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, I only go there to watch CM Punk fights. No, I'm, oh, that's somebody else. Sorry. Oh. Uh, just kidding. Okay. <laughs> How have you been? Uh, I've been all right. Uh, I think last week I mentioned we were going to start the basketball season for our travel team, and we started it. Didn't go particularly well, but we started it. Uh, you know, we're down some players, weren't quite ready for the move up to the higher division, and it was ugly. It was very, very ugly. But uh, this week we're playing a team we played a couple times last week, beat them both, so hopefully back on track right away. Um, but I know some people might know this. I think I mentioned it on the show. I am an IT guy. Been an IT guy for mm. a long time. I do a lot of IT support. This week I got the the call. Oh, the kind of call that ends up on a sitcom somewhere. <laughs> so I'm sitting at my desk, and now everybody's been working remotely now for the most part for like three years at this point around the world. Yep. Um, so everybody's gotten used to Zoom meetings and all this shit. Uh, Teams meetings are also very popular. So mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, there was an issue with Teams where it would freeze your camera. You would just be frozen on and There was a fix for it and a patch, and you had to update a registry. And so there's been all sorts of those little things here and there. So the other day, I get a call from one of my fellow employees at the company I work for who says to me that they were in a meeting the other day, and all of a sudden their screen went black, and they, nobody can see them. They can hear them, but they can't see them. I said, Okay. Mm. So I looked at the computer, and the computer's uptime was like 14 days. So I was like, all right, well, <laughs> let's let's begin the process with a restart. So we do that. And then I pull up the camera app on the, the machine and still showing a black screen. I'm like, hmm. It's at this point where the seasoned IT guy starts trying to think of nice ways to ask the are you an idiot question. And I'm sitting there, and I said, so... You didn't happen to accidentally slide over the privacy screen on the laptop camera, did you? Oh, no, I don't have one of those. Now I'm remoted into the machine. Oh, no, I don't have one yeah. of those on this laptop. I'm like, well, I, I everybody's getting that same laptop model. I've done a 100 of them, and I know that they do have that. So can you just check? I'm telling you I don't have... And then they appear on the screen. Um. So... <laughs> I have an issue delivering the are you sure? Because I always come off condescending yeah. when I say it. I try to soften the blow by saying, um, you know, I know you're probably not, but I have to ask anyway. Yeah, right, I mean, right. But 
I've started taking the David Lee Roth slash uh, Ace Ventura approach where I'm just like way too excited to help yeah. them so that they don't realize I'm being condescending. Yeah, I'm like, whoa, wait, wait. Oh, I just thought of something. Did you do you happen to see this filter? Do you want to check to see? Oh, my God, we fixed it. Yeah. By the way, if you, uh, if you pronounce it <laughs> the right way, you can tell people that they are an asshat to the company and they consider it a compliment. <laughs> It's it's all in the delivery. They think you're saying that they're an asset to the company. No, no, that's not what you're saying. By the way, anybody who calls IT is a liar. From the minute they pick up, from the minute they dial the number, they are lying out of their ass. No, see, so the nice thing. When when was the last time you were able to to use that program? I was using it this morning. See, I have worked in the same company for over 15 <laughs> years now, and I've worked with pretty okay. much. There's not a high turnover rate in my company, so it's largely the same people. So I've sort of cultivated the atmosphere now to where they just are, for the most part, honest about stuff. Like even the person I was talking about with the camera. Pops up after and like, oh, that fuck, that was an ID10T issue. I'm like, yes, it was. So, yeah, that was my last company. Yeah, I knew everybody. And it was a little bit different, but um, it did give me an it's... opportunity to explain the joke about the ID10T to my wife and my son, though. So they both got a great chuckle out of it. Well, you have a look on your face like you don't would know you... what I'm talking about. Would you? I was gonna say, would you like to explain to the okay. audience? Do you have a Do you have a screen open somewhere where you can type something? Okay. Yes. Type in ID ten T one no spaces. Uh, I don't think I typed that in right because it brought up uh, a podcast no, for clothing apparel. Anywhere like a notepad, anywhere where you can just look at the word. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I thought you meant to Google. All right. So yeah, I'm looking at it. ID ten T. Yep. I okay. <laughs> <laughs> that took you an abnormally long amount of time to get that joke. Yeah, well, <laughs> you may qualify, sir. <laughs> I hey, hey, no, 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 no. The people who call you did not just fucking smoke beforehand, okay? okay? Well, again, I can't, I can't say that they didn't. We're working remotely, so I don't know what the fuck they're doing. To be honest with you, you'd like to assume that between the hours of. Nine and five. I like to assume. Then again, people go out for lunch and they have their, you know, they have a couple drinks at lunch and it's like, why can't I smoke? What the fuck? So starting next week, I'm on vacation two out of the next three weeks, which is nice. You lucky yeah. son of a bitch. Uh, I always schedule the week after Christmas off. I always like to take that time, just re sort of calibrate after Christmas, take all the decorations down, all that fun shit. Um, yep. Yeah, play with the new toys, whatever. Um, but I also always end up with i don't take a ton of vacation so it's usually like days here and there for like jackson sports stuff and so basically i end up at the end of the year with like hey you gotta burn all these days and it's like oh fuck okay so i'm off next week but my boss is doing this thing now where he keeps like scheduling things and sending me stuff and he's like hey i need you to do this and I'm like so after i get back from vacation next week oh see and they so quickly forget <laughs> oh yeah that's that's next yeah. week is that what that is that when that's happening? Um, no, when you said that you were gonna get the call, it's funny because we get um, emails on the front line all the time that are like, 
major tech issue. Uh, technicians have reported on-site major outage, and I'm just like, these are all people who are remote, work, working remotely, like that they're sending into the city to fix something that's literally knocked out the entire hospital system in Boston. And I'm like, so at any given point, you because if you're one of those IT guys, you got to be the guy who goes in there. You know what I did see today, though? I saw a place What's selling that? gas for under $3 a gallon. Shut the fuck up. No, yes, I didn't. What I didn't see was a Biden sticker that says I did that on the pump. I wonder why, but, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's 439 out here, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ, really? Yeah. Everything's at least under $4 out here. No. Oh, yeah. Has that been that way the whole yeah, way? Like 320 Oh, you, wow. Wow. Yeah, no. <laughs> We've been, um... We've been struggling to keep it under four, and it goes back and forth. But there was one point where it was over five, right around Fourth of July weekend. It was five fifty or something like that. It's awful. <laughs> Stay where I you guess. live. Don't come anywhere near the city. I try not to anyway. Not since I left the city. But uh, anyway, I guess we do have to talk about a little bit of wrestling this week. Do we? Do we? I mean, we uh, can, before we, can we talk, talk about, about the Celtics, who are an absolute fucking wagon right now, but I, I decided to finally sit down and watch a game last night, and it happened to be the Suns game. Number I mean, one team point, in the I... West at the time, <laughs> at the end, but they were the number one team no. in the West heading into it, and the Celtics had a forty-five point lead at one point. So, yeah, they made they were making it look so easy that I was like, should I, should I take time off the week of the finals now? <laughs> Well, you do have a finals rematch coming up Saturday night with the Warriors, so that should be fun. I saw that, but Steph Curry might not play, so yeah. if we beat them, it's like a hollow yeah, victory. Yeah, but Marcus and Draymond might get into a fight, so there's always that specter. Well, that's and true. And to Troy's team's that's credit, true. as much of a wagon as the Celtics are, the, the Bucks are right there with them, and they're only two games back. So, uh, You know Giannis? Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm aware. He, he, shares, he shares a birthday with right. me. He's about 20 years younger, but <laughs> much better looking and much um, better shape. It has much more money. It's super tall. Um, but yeah, no, we're both one in the sixth. So how about there that? Because I was like, yeah, I was curious. I was like, let me look up some people who were born on the same day as me. Because there's no one ever like good. Because uh, my birthday is just a random day in December. But there was him and there was the guy who invented the Wii for Nintendo. And I was like, well, okay. And a couple baseball players and football players, but all of them, like, way too old for me to, like, now. Like, they played in, like, the 20s and stuff. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, real quick, did you watch anything interesting on TV in the past week? Did I watch? I watched. So I did uh, sit down and watch the Casey Anthony special on Peacock. I purposely have chosen to ignore that because it's just going to make me it's just going to make me upset. I mean, I guess if you let it. I don't. I didn't believe a word she said during the trial. So. I didn't say a word during the trial because she didn't testify. But um, yeah. no, she basically goes through the whole process of blaming her father for killing her kid, and everything was his fault. So. Did she witness her father murder her child? No, but she now admits that she saw her father carry the the body out to her, 
and it was soaking wet, and she freaked out, and then the dad supposedly took the body away and said, I'll take care of it, and then the 31 days where she didn't report it, her dad kept telling her, oh, no, she's fine, she'll be back with you soon. Yeah, it doesn't make any fucking sense. I am... Uh, you know what? I'm not touching that one with a ten foot pole. It's just okay. I on a lighter note, um, I binged the Wednesday series that everybody's talking. Did about. you get COVID? You didn't no. hear the story. Apparently, the actress filmed while she was COVID positive, and like all of the other people on the crew were pissed off at her. Is that with Jenna Ortega? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Um. But no, the show was pretty good. It was it was cute. Obviously, my girls loved it, but um, it was done all right. I mean, it's a Netflix show, so when they want to do so, and plus Tim Burton directed oh, it, yeah. so it made it fun. But uh, everybody's talking about it like it's strange. It's not. It's not like and you know, it's nowhere near the quality of Stranger Things. Everybody needs to chill. Oh. All right, but it's just it's just the latest thing. That's the thing. I'm hoping at some point during my vacation I finish Dahmer. We started like the first two episodes and then we haven't had time to sit down and watch the rest you, of it. You have to. You have yeah. to finish it. It is. I know, obviously, you know what happens. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because the first two episodes is pretty much the end of the yeah. story. Um, but it doesn't matter. You have to see some of the, the w- ways we get there. It's, it's amazing. It really is. Uh, anyway... Yeah, this is a wrestling podcast. I know a lot of you don't believe that. But then again, it is December. It's not like it's WrestleMania season. Hell, it ain't even SummerSlam. Is this our last break podcast? Do we know? Have we set the the times we're going to be away for the holidays? So today is the 8th, and next week would be the 15th that we would be doing the show. And I think that's a good time for year-end. I don't think we should push it to the 22nd, but those are things to talk about, you know, off-air. Uh, we'll, we'll bring it up to everybody, but we'll keep our fans informed and updated, um, and we'll let you guys know. But but hopefully we do year end next yeah, week, we do have and that'll be a fun little uh, to recap next week, I suppose. Oh yeah, we do. Well, I mean they're quick though; they're not like major pay per views. And you got winter is coming for AEW, so. So you're saying you don't want to do awards next week? <laughs> no, we usually do awards as a special and then release it like Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, or so people can listen to it while they're traveling. That's what uh, we've done the last yeah, that's few years. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that actually makes sense. So yeah, we'll have to find a time to do awards. God knows, but <laughs> or do we do it for New Year's? Um, Might be for New Year's. We usually do it. Whatever. Uh, we got lots of categories that when you guys see our awards. You're gonna you're gonna freak out. I think we're gonna do the same thing we did before. We'll put it up on the website so we'll let the fans vote. Okay. Uh, so you guys can play along too. You can pick out who your favorites were this year. Um, I can tell you who's not on the top of Tony Khan's favorite list. That's a very nice but segue. He, but I have. <laughs> Is that what you wanted to segue into? What would you like to talk about this week, sir? Where do you want to start? With AEW because it's freshest on my mind from last night. All right. We need a segment called Everything Wrong with AEW because it feels like we're there every week now. And 
I, you know, I hear the comments and I hear people say things like, oh, you guys are so negative about AEW. We're not. We're not trying to be. Believe me. I want to love this product. I want to fall in line with the stands and I want to feel the same way they feel about this product. But I can't because every person I talk to about AEW, every real AEW fan tells me, oh, it's so great to have an alternative. And I'm like, what is the alternative if it's starting to be exactly the same as the guys that you're supposed to be an alternative from? Because it's harder and harder to distinguish this from WWE at this point. Nonsensical shit like, okay, so you're you're booking this Ring of Honor pay-per-view. We're putting half the matches together the, the, the three days before the show. But over and above that, let's, let's forget. So now, as a result of winning the um, tournament, uh, the, I forget what the fuck they call it, the championship tournament fucking challenger thing, whatever, at the last mm-hmm. pay-per-view. And the Power Man 5000 all invitation. Yeah, the full right. year, whatever. <laughs> as a result of that, Ricky Starks got himself a title shot at Winter is Coming. That's right. Or as Troy would say, Winter is Jizzing, if you were here. Um, yes. But that wasn't... So he'll be facing MJF that night, who has desecrated the world title. So I don't know if you heard about this. Oh, no, I watched it. Um, he changed the strap. <laughs> he desecrated the title. Hmm. Unlike Scorpio Sky and Miro and... Hmm. Um, but anyway, so... Do, do, okay, wait, wait. Side note. Because if I don't say it now, I'll forget. I I will say I I did chuckle when Excalibur said during them chanting "Shut the fuck up" at MJF. Excalibur very very slightly goes, "Stop chanting, Tony." <laughs> <laughs> and I chuckled at that. That was fine. Um. So they also booked the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal this year in a very different way, which is. No longer, as it has in the past, do the final two competitors then meet one-on-one the following week for the Diamond Ring. Now, the winner of the Battle Royal would move on to face MJF, who is automatically in the finals by virtue of having the ring, the following week. So, luckily for MJF, who would have been doing double duty... Not the following week. Nope. Um, and I will I will preface this by saying every week I sit down to turn on AEW, and I'm and I and I swear to you when I press play I'm optimistic, and by nine something I'm like, can we just fast forward through this? This is fucking terrible. <laughs> it's not. I don't want to hate it like you said. Okay, but we start dynamite. And the first thing Excalibur says is the winner will get to choose when he faces MJF for the Dynamite Diamond Ring. So in other words, it was like a pick pick your shot, like a like a money in the bank contract. Which I was like, that's in direct contrast to what they said last week. Whatever, doesn't matter. Maybe they can push it out. And then Ricky Starks wins. And I'm very confused. Are we doing with what we did with Kenny and Christian? We're going to have them fight before they fight? No, I believe it's one match for winner take all. Yes, that's what they have decided. They have decided it's going to be one match, winner take all. Wonder who's going to win. Not only that. Um. So are we not doing the Dynamite Diamond Ring anymore? Because next week's match 
is the world title. You can throw in anything else you want. You can throw in a free backpack that says AW on it. You can throw in a dynamite diamond ring. But it's a fucking world title, man. Why would you why would you put anything on the same level as your world title? Exactly. Exactly. Even if the belt has been desecrated. Dude, nobody knows. Yeah, I know. Nobody knows. Um, nobody cares about the dime, dynamite diamond ring. Just fucking act like it never existed. You don't give a shit. If Xavier Woods won the fucking King of the Ring four years in a row, would people stop caring about the fucking King of the Ring? I tell you what would really make them stop caring about it if they had him fight Roman for the title and said it was a winner take all. <laughs> Actually, didn't he and Roman fight for the crown? At one point, I don't know Roman. I, I think they just fought, and Roman just stomped on it afterwards. Office, thus I ending know, the gimmick. Like but anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. So this, I will give this the promo battle after Ricky Starks leveled up. Like he's always been a good promo, but I felt like his promo leveled up a little bit. Okay, I have a couple of problems though because for a long time I thought. What this company needs to do is put the belt on a guy like MJF, a homegrown guy, to their audience, and go. And, like, really book him strong, right? So as soon as Ricky eliminates Ethan Page, as soon as the bell rings, MJF's music hits, and he comes storming out. Now, I already don't like this. Like, you're the champ. You told us last week how amazing and how awesome you are and how like people have to pay to see you wrestle. Why are you reacting to something Ricky Starks did? Like you should be above that. You should be like probably on the Tron, probably, you know, offset or offsite, I guess. Like on your yacht or something. <laughs> like I did not like this because it felt like MJF was already like not as important as Mam's about to be last week. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't have too much of an issue with that. I didn't. I didn't read too much into that. I don't think. Um, but so then they get they get the promo going, and and yes, he called him an imitation rock. I mean, he is. What are you gonna do? <laughs> and then, like you said, I thought I thought Ricky did okay. Um, I definitely appreciated the fire, but. Again, what? Who, who in the fuck is gonna pick Ricky Starks to win the belt next week? If the ratings keep going the way they are, they might just fucking pull the trigger because ratings have not been good with MJF in town. But that would be a no-win situation because then everybody would be up in arms that they gave up on MJF's title reign so quickly. Maybe I mean, but Tony's told us time and time again they listen to the people. People are clearly telling you this isn't working for them. But anyway, well, if if, if, Tony, if Tony does what he typically does, um, MJF will win, and then we'll do a media scrum after, and he'll come out and say, uh, "Next week on Dynamite, we're gonna have a rematch." <laughs> um, I don't know. So yeah, speaking of Tony Khan, uh, for those of you who don't know, it's it was sort of circulated officially that uh, William Regal, who had a one-year deal, then had a three-year deal, then had a one-year deal again, is being released from his AEW contract like two weeks early because out of the goodness of Tony Khan's heart, um, he will not be allowed to appear on WWE TV for a year, which 
seems like a weird thing. Like you're giving up a year of TV time to get out of a contract like three months early. I don't know. I'd probably just ride out the three months and then be able to do whatever the fuck I wanted to do. But um, the funnier part to me was that Tony Khan went on an interview, a podcast, I think it was, or an interview. I forget which which one it was or who it was with. Um, but he basically tells the whole story and he rants about how he was a little upset that Triple H tweeted out the video of William Regal yelling war games before the war games event. To which I ta- I commented literally on this last week on this show about the Marks getting pissed about it, saying it's their fucking footage. Now, Tony Khan has used footage of Cody Rhodes since he left. Should WWE buy fucking irate about that? Pretty sure in some of those uh, TNT title packages, they've showed Cody Rhodes. That's yeah, right. weird how that works. But, uh, mm. oh, by the way... I wonder why they wouldn't want to put over your program. Oh, let's cut to another anti-WWE promo by Paige or John Moxley or fucking who else does that shit? All the Jericho or fucking Claudio. Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Why would this fucking company want to work with you? Your entire fucking uh, business your f- entire fucking ethos <laughs> is to just shit all over WWE. Mm-hmm. And then they're shocked um, that they don't want to work with them or put them over. How about you go fuck all the way off and we'll do what we want to do? Regal is more is just as valuable to Triple H off camera as he would be on. And I know that. We both know that. Um it does feel a little bit telling that Regal was so eager to get the fuck out of there. That he was like, yeah, I don't give a shit. Sure, yeah, I don't there care. There are reports circulating that Regal was, I think the words defined were um, shocked at the unprofessionalism that existed both in the locker room and in the offices at AEW. Uh, of course, Tony Khan said that's not true. Regal loves it here. Dude, I know we were kidding like years ago when we said this, but this is an indie that's all they are they they're run like but they're run like a shitty indie like not like like upstanding indies that have been around for like 30 40 years and have like good rapport with wwe no they're run like you know one of those fucking carny bullshit indies <laughs> I, I honestly and, they are tna they're tna when tna had a little bit of steam and they thought they were going to compete wwe and they thought they were the alternative and they, at least to TNA's credit, they at least tried to do things differently. They brought in the six-sided ring. They focused on tag teams and women's wrestling. All the things WWE wasn't doing at the time. AEW is shitting on sports entertainment while literally having characters who pro- proclaim themselves sports entertainers. Now, before you say, well, Jason, of course that's them. They're fucking heels, so that's why they're using it to right. make fun of it. Except that as a result of having those characters, they're putting sports entertainment on their fucking program. There you go. There it is. So distinguish um, for me. So wait, wait, wait. We were talking about Regal, and it's good. I'm glad you brought him up because something happened this week. And again, this is what happens every week when I watch AEW. Um, that confused the fucking shit Rihanna. out of me. No, and I watched it when I was and when I wasn't. So you watched it twice. 
they yeah they decided to bring Tony Schiavone out after we found out that apparently the Blackpool Combat Club is still a thing. And all of a sudden, John Moxley's with them again. Hey, guys! I was here the whole time, I swear. Um, and they were like, hey, William Regal recorded this secret uh, interview that unless something bad happened to him, you wouldn't see. So let's go to this interview that he totally recorded three weeks ago. Not ten minutes uh, but ago. But after he turned heel. Yeah, but after he turned heel. So Shivani is kissing his ass, but in canon, he just turned heel. So shouldn't he be like, William Regal, you're a shitbag. And and Regal's uh, reason for what he did was as bad as Poochie being written off The Simpsons. Regal's explanation for why he did what he did was the most contrite fucking bullshit. Contrived. I was contrived. Contrived, contrived is the exact opposite I, of what you want to say. Sorry. Contrived fucking bullshit. Oh, I was doing it to teach you your final lesson. Don't trust it. Shut up. No, get the fuck out of here with that garbage. And then what makes it worse after that, Blackpool Combat Club's like, yeah, I'm just going to ignore everything that video said and just talk about JAS. <laughs> the sp- what the book of the year here? Dude, that was awful. Two-time <laughs> booker of the year. That was some bullshit. Like, why are they still the Blackpool Combat Club if Regal's not there? Why aren't they mad at Regal anymore? Uh, it, so many things are... So there's so many holes in this story. You know what I mean? Uh, so it, it appears that once Cody in his two years notebook left AEW, Booker of the Year stopped being Booker of the Year because the injury to Punk caused months of stuff for FTR to be scrapped and as a result they just stopped being on tv or pay-per-views or doing anything important except losing every opportunity to compete for the AEW tag titles to to be fair um they were with punk they were they were positioned as a trios when when punk broke his foot so then you would think booker of the year would be able to find something for the team he refers to as the best tag team in the world if without CM Punk, I'm just gonna throw that out no, there as a no. possibility. Tony was just hey, like, um, "Oh well, he can't do that." Um, hey, can you do me a favor, Sam? You've been following <laughs> it. You've been covering this product for a long time now. Um, can yeah. you do me a favor? Can you remind me who the uh, the pillars of AEW are? Darby mm-hmm. Allen, Jungle mm-hmm. Boy, Sammy Guevara, and uh, it's debatable whether it's MJF or Britt Baker. I guess. Okay. Uh, so MJF, current world champion, can't really argue with that, right? Uh, nope. Sammy Guevara now playing second fiddle to take Conti's ass. I thought you were going to say Jericho, and I'm like, that's what he's been doing the whole time. Sammy was positioned. I had a point here. Well, well, we have to go through each one. Go ahead. Sammy, at least, Sammy, of all fucking people, you thought he was starting to gain traction to becoming a big single star. Turns out, no. We were just going to put him back in the G- in Jericho's faction. Okay, why make him TNT champ then? But anyway, go ahead. And let's talk about this week's episode where, out for the first time since Full Gear, uh, Jungle Boy finally appeared back on TV and uh, finished. Oh, he won't be he's anymore. On the, uh, Dynamite Bad Diamond Battle Royal and was eliminated before Captain Sean Dean. So if you want to know how important uh, Jungle Boy is actually considered, and and. Probably got paralyzed along the way. 
I was going to say, and it's worse than that because uh, Big Bill over there paralyzed yeah. him. So nothing like an apron bomb to the back of your right. neck. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what you're looking for. And to your yeah. pillar, who's going to be in a wheelchair by the time he's thirty? Well, you know. Speaking hey, of wheelchairs, you know, by the time they're hey, thirty, four wheels are more stable than two. If you're looking for a pillar, there you go. Um, uh, Darby. I was going there. If you would stop fucking cutting me off, Jesus Christ, Sal. Now I know how everyone feels when I talk. All right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yes. So uh, Darby Allen uh, lost again to Samoa Joe because that's what Darby Allen do at this point. I kind of like that match though. That was the pretty, match was good. Was you knew the match would be good. But here's the yeah. thing: Why are we giving this away on free TV with no build, no hype, no nothing? This is a pay per view caliber match. I agree with also, that. Also, this was we're using this match as a fucking you know uh, a way to get to Wardlow staring down Samoa Joe again like that's that's what we wasted this match for also also when was the last match Darby Allen won as a singles guy oh um they told us during the show they didn't say it was the last match he won but I kind of know um I think it was when he beat Ethan Page in a coffin match a year ago <laughs> No, no, wait, wait, wait. He beat Brody King in a coffin match, like, in May or something okay. like that. So this alliance with Sting is really working out for, for Darby, huh? Mm-hmm. He is the next Sting. He is the next uh, franchise. This is ridiculous. Because we keep being told guys are pillars, but we keep putting all of our focus and attention on Moxley and Jericho and Claudio for some fucking reason. Like, I love Claudio as a wrestler, but he's not a fucking leading man. We've He's just not. He's been given the opportunity now, and he's proven again that he is not. You know who else isn't a leading man? Jake Hager. Oh, yeah. Well, he's got a hat. Did you... Did you see... He's the new fucking Burt Reynolds from the Celebrity Jeopardy skits on Saturday Night Oh, my God. <laughs> Moxley with the cowboy hat has now been replaced, because now it's Jake Hager with the pink... Purple now it's hat, Jake Hager. But did, did you see him fuck up the hurricanrana? Yes. Holy shit. So, for anybody who's ever watched wrestling, uh, you're supposed to go up and over. You're supposed to land on your back. Dude, Hager just falls straight to the canvas face first. Now, there are some like, spike runners where you are supposed to go face down. Uh, Ray does that a lot. Right. Well, yes. I was going to say, Ray but does that when a guy's There's a different way the, the guy ring. doing the move does the move if that's the intended outcome. Yes. Yeah, this was not the intended outcome, and everybody knew yeah. it. Even the commentators knew it. Um, yes, yeah, so they keep pushing Jake Hager as a fucking thing just as much as they do Claudio. Although, Claudio is either going to be more... WWE copy and paste bullshit next week, or he's going to be once again the Ring of Honor World Champion. Who cares? Does. <laughs> um, in the same way, nobody cares that Jade Cargill beat her former baddie, Kira Hogan, because Kira Hogan was on a fucking team with Sky Blue and Madison Rain. Remember, Madison Rain was supposed to be another game changer for this women's division. How's that working out? She's still hot. I wish she had an OnlyFans. Anyway. Um, dude, do you know that Tony Khan thinks that Jade is his <clears throat> Roman Reigns slash Ronda Rousey? Did you hear that? 
You must have heard that. You must have read that. He, there was, he was on the conference call. I feel like I've given that all the response it deserves. <laughs> okay, so I will say this. Here, I will say this. Jade, probably a better promo and more charismatic than Ronda. Fair? Yeah, I mean, she, like you said, she's got a presence. Okay. That's fine. Everybody's going to shit on Ronda for the, the, the thing with Shotzi and that match not being good. And the live match is not being good. And I get that. And we talked about that last week. She needs a, she needs the right dance partner. But I would say Ronda is light years ahead of Jade in ring. Sure. Um, the reason people have an issue with Ronda, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. I probably will. But for the amount that – for amount – for the amount that they're paying her and for the profile, you know, high profile matches she has, I think that the internet of all people are expecting, you know, better results. Obviously the WWE is fine. Otherwise they wouldn't keep paying her. Okay. So a couple things. You know? First off, I never give a shit what an athlete gets paid. doesn't matter to me. It doesn't affect me. I don't, I don't care. So if anybody does fucking grow up because here, I'm going to let you in on a little hint. You know what? A little secret that will help you in life if you've watched sports or pro wrestling or anything, really. Do you know what your value is, Sal? What's your Whatever someone's willing to pay you. That's what you're worth. You're worth whatever somebody is willing to pay you. Then some fucking dude on the internet doesn't get to say you're not worth the money you're making. You are worth it because somebody told you you were and signed and agreed to pay you to that. So that's what you're worth. It's sort of like scoreboard, don't lie. You know, same thing. Was CM Punk worth the eight million? To Tony Khan, thought he was. But was but was that's he? his value? <laughs> Tony Khan set his. If value. Khan could redo it, <laughs> well, that's. I mean, I'm sure a lot of sports owners would have that same approach. They'd love to redo things, but. Right. Uh, anyway, um, um, that I guess brings us to the fact that FTR again failed to win the AEW World Tag Team Championship because they're, the, they're the best tag team in the world, except within their own company. Are they being iced off TV? I have no idea. I mean, because they were saying goodbye at the end of the match, like they were leaving NXT. No, they, they were just the fuck? giving time to set up the fucking their tag title match at the fucking pay per view three days from now against a team that hasn't been on fucking TV in a match that's a fucking blow-off to a long feud that has had one match. That was best three falls, I guess. Are there ROH diehards? Like, for real? Yeah, I'd say so. There are a couple. There are a few. Okay. Because I feel like even before Tony brought, bought the product, um, probably since the Elite left, let's be honest, ROH was really floundering. Yeah. ROH, I mean, the Elite killed ROH. They really did. Yeah. They and really fucking did. we um, on the show at various times. So. so, there have been rumors that this Saturday, a final battle, Tony will announce a new TV show for ROH. YouTube show. Uh, okay. I, again, you're probably right. They, they're, The rumors are saying... We'll TV. say, I mean, they consider Dark a TV show. Oh. Well, okay. Um, regardless, if they assign a roster to ROH, I mean, I guess it could kind of help them in the sense that it would be their developmental, but I don't care. And if Claudio's over there, I'm not going to watch it. 
I mean, I'm not gonna watch if Joe's over there. Like, none of those guys are like, drawing me in to watch. Daniel Garcia is a fantastic wrestler. I told you guys not to sleep on him in ring when he first appeared on Dark. I don't care about his character. They haven't given him a personality that I care about. He's basically just Jericho's hype guy. Yeah, what Jericho said. Like, well, give me a reason to care. For one week, for one week, I thought they were going to make him, you know, the rocky, scrappy yeah. underdog that stands up to Jericho and, and becomes this uber baby face. And then we forgot about it. And now he wears a hat. It's just ridiculous. All right, that's enough about fucking AEW. I can't talk about that shit anymore. Okay. Let's talk about SmackDown. Because. Oh, yeah. What's that? Uh, so, I had forgot that SmackDown was on FS1 last week. But luckily for me, they they replayed it on yes. FS1 at like 12 a.m. and 2 a.m. So I watched it on Saturday. Interesting right? note for everybody. They also replay SmackDown when it's on Fox on FS1. That's... So if you're missing it on Fox, you can always catch a replay. So I watched it on Saturday, and I remember I watched the whole thing, and I remember being like, oh, nothing really happened. So I deleted it. And then today I was like, oh, I should take a look and kind of skim through to make sure I didn't forget anything because I forget Everything that happened on SmackDown, and I had already deleted it. So yeah, SmackDown. <laughs> this is the problem with doing the show on Thursdays. I don't remember what the fuck happened on SmackDown. Uh, Sami Zayn and Sheamus had a banger. Um, really good. T- banger after banger. Really good TV match. Uh, Sami cut a nice promo with the Usos. Um, I, they're really. I, I gotta think that the story they're gonna go with here is. The Usos are fully accepting Sami Zayn, and the next time we see the Tribal Chief come back, he's going to be the one to kick Sami Zayn out, because we think it's going to be all good, and he's going to come back, and this is the story, because the Usos are fully... I, I, I think you're right. So I, I got to think that's that's what's going to happen. Because, uh, you know, between this and Raw, and that's the thing, I was going to talk about Raw when we got there, but um, yeah, everybody loves Sami now, and the Usos are right there with him. And and everybody's, you know, happy with Sammy and he continues to fight with people like Owens and then Solo did a little bit of business for himself, but we'll we'll talk about that later. Um and I think you're right. I think it's gonna be Roman that has the issue with do they do it the minute Roman comes back to T V or is it like a slow burn to like the rumble type season? Slow burned this long enough now, right? Yeah, well what reason after after Sammy proved his loyalty does Roman have to be uh, so quick to kick him out? Is it because it's just jealousy of the attention yeah, he's getting? He's more over than Roman. Yeah, and that's a great callback to the original like idea for the tribal chief was that he has to be the head of the table. <laughs> that's right. God damn, you are not getting more cheers than right. Roman Reigns. Um, we also got a match between, well, a brawl, really, between Damage Control and Liv Morgan. And as Liv Morgan was getting her shit kicked in, uh, we got the return to WWE of the girl with the shiniest wizard. Tegan Knox is back in the fold. Uh, I know Troy said of all the returns, this one has been his favorite. How do you feel about the return of Tegan Knox? Um, I wasn't surprised because you spoiled it for me before I got to watch her on Saturday, uh, which is fine. I like Tegan. That's cool. 
I like her history. You know, we need to fucking Kai. establish a statute of limitations within the host thread to discuss shit. Because I sort of feel like if you're 24 hours past when something happens and you haven't watched it yet, then it's incumbent upon you to avoid the comments. You were watching it like a half hour before me. Okay. Like <laughs> on Saturday. You watched it on Saturday, yeah. didn't you? Well, no, I yeah. watched some so of it that... on Friday and that because I forgot it was on FS1. So I caught the tail end of it on on Friday night, and then I just recorded the replay and watched it on Saturday. So as I was watching it on Saturday is when I saw the Okay, text. but I'm not so sitting here bitching like about you spoiling it for behind. me. No, no, no. I'm not even mad. It, it, it's Nick's, it, it's Tegan Knox. It's fine. I'm going to say Nixon Noel. Um, and she's fine. I don't know she where she fits into this women's division as far as, like, Look, damage control isn't exactly at the height of popularity right now. So <laughs> we're gonna talk about damage control. Uh, her, in a minute, but... her and Liv like teaming up against. Uh, but, okay, so he, Dakota and Io. Here, I here guess was my uh, problem with this entire, <laughs> well, or or Shotzi versus Noxy Blackheart. We started that a while ago. Sure. Um, here was here's my issue with the segment. As much as I appreciated the return of Tegan, Liv comes out. Liv's getting the shit kicked out of her. Tegan makes the save. Then they start kicking the shit. And she sh- clears the no, ring. they start kicking the shit out of Tegan, and Liv saves her. Why? Why wouldn't the person who's returning get the spotlight of clearing house? Yeah, I didn't like that. No, man. that made I no like sense at all. all. <laughs> I was like, oh, Tegan's back. Oh, she's a loser. Yeah, Jesus Christ, what were they fucking thinking? Um, and... Ricochet defeated Santos Escobar in a match that was as good as you should have thought it was going to be. Those two went fucking toe-to-toe. It was a fantastic match. A lot of high-flying Lucha Libre stuff. Some great spots. Uh, The shit off the barricade was just absolutely phenomenal. It's sort of amazing the shit these guys can do. This is a program that I could get behind seeing more and more times. But Ricochet wins the World Cup and I guess now goes on to face Gunther in a match that nobody will care about because they've already told us who Gunther's next real opponent's going to be. Who's Gunther? Is Gunther's next real opponent uh, McIntyre? No, who's Gunther? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who lost to Ricochet. Um, So, yeah, I I like Ricochet. I I like that this match gave Escobar a spotlight, and I thought he lived up to it. I love Zelina on commentary. I think she's absolutely. I love Zelina Delgado in general. Yeah, I, I was yeah, a little iffy because I did like it. Really, I works. did like Electra, but yeah, they they leveled up with with Zelina in this group. Yeah, and and when Andrade calls Hunter and he's like, "Can I come back?" Hunter's going to be like, eh, "I'm I'm good. I already got this going." So, <laughs> well, why would he leave now? Because now Los Ingobernables have fucking ten. Yay! They're loaded. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so Escobar looked great. Uh, Ricochet is going to have a great match where he loses to Gunther, and that's going to be the end of that. So why do we do this World Cup? I guess we needed something to do on uh, TV. Well, at least Shane McMahon didn't win. That, that's true. I mean, do you feel like this was like a crowning achievement for Ricochet? No, but I like feel like it was, a, it was an entertaining tournament, and I feel like it, yeah. has, it had a satisfying ending. You know, not everything has to be blow me, blow my dick off stuff, too. Sometimes you can just have a series of good matches, and somebody walks away with a trophy. There's nothing wrong with that. 
Trophy wasn't shaped like a uterus, so <laughs> all things good. All right, so that um, you know what? Real quick on SmackDown, uh, on a topic on SmackDown that we don't talk enough about. I still enjoy Kofi and Woods. I still well, think they're we're hilarious. We'll talk about them in a few minutes. Oh, okay, okay. So let's let's put a plug in that. Let's, Let's table put a butt that plug one, in that man. one for a few minutes. Uh, what do you think about Emma and Madcap Moss having I little kissy screen backstage? There's a reason I skipped over that segment when we were talking about stuff. Um, I, whatever, they're fucking in real life, so they got to put them together on camera. I don't care. Listen, Emma's a good worker, always has been. Tanil's a good worker. I, I I enjoy her matches. I don't enjoy her personality. I don't enjoy her promos. I don't enjoy, and I enjoy Riddick, Riddick Moss or fucking Red Madcap Moss even less. So putting two people I dislike particularly together, it doesn't do much for me. Speaking of not doing much for me, Karrion Cross is back in the vignette room. I see. I like Cross. So I know, but do we already have nothing for him to He's do. He's starting back a program vignettes. with Mysterio. That's a pretty big name okay. for him to be working with. Uh, okay. Um, oh God! Next week is Kurt Angle's birthday. Yeah. So I'm sure I have. They're sure in Pittsburgh. Get involved somehow. So sell them tickets. Um, uh, all right. Do? So let's talk about Raw because uh, that happened. Uh, well, okay. They, hmm. There's something between the dynamic of Bailey and oh, Becky that I do enjoy. Hold on one second, hold on one second, before we get there, because we had this long conversation last week. Okay. SmackDown saw almost nothing in by way of development for the Bray Wyatt story, right? Not true. Okay, he, he stood was... backstage and cut another rambling promo. Um. Okay, so first we got him backstage... Uh, talking about like if he was the one to do what he did to LA Knight, LA Knight would be standing or something like that. Later on, we got another Uncle Howdy uh, vignette. And that one I thought was kind of interesting. Um, not not much. It wasn't it wasn't much. I'll be honest, it wasn't much. Um but my only thing that I liked about the Uncle Howdy thing is that it, it feels like um, he's going to be taking control. Night, so we'll see what after happens. after Bray returned, what was the entire wrestling world talking about? Uncle Howdy. No, Uncle Howdy hadn't appeared yet. Oh, the um, the weird teeth mask guy? The Wyatt Six? Yes. We've heard, we've seen, oh, we've done well, literally fuck all nothing with that. Nah, you can't say we've done nothing when there's a certain little five foot feet of fury that has some nice little things flashing during her backstages, and now she's all of a sudden going to be positioned to be in a title Did match. You watch the match between her yeah. and Becky. I mean, the yeah. triple threat. Yeah, Did you see the spot I where she went it. to do the sister Abigail. Sister yeah. Abigail, yes. But that has, that we don't know that that has anything to do with the live puppet situation we haven't seen anything development and no development on that we showed people in okay. the puppet costumes with the idea that we're going to get this group and we've done nothing with it nothing in That's months true. 
That is and true. that was the thing. Everybody was, ooh, who's going to be this character? Who's going to be that character? They've done fucking nothing to the point where people don't even talk about it anymore. There is nothing. Whether And anybody who's worked in this business will tell you, for better or worse, whether they boo you, whether they cheer you, whether they hate you, whether they like you, the only thing that you don't want is apathy. You don't want people to not care, and people are starting to not care anymore. We're, yeah, we're getting there. And this it's, is what I was uh, saying last week. No, they need to but, do something. But, I need to further, you need to further this storyline. And, and okay, I'm not making excuses for them, but I am also wondering, based on time of year, if that's why we're we're kind of in a holding pattern right now. Do we want to amp things up going into the rumble? And right now we're too far away. Why could we have not had him fight LA Knight at the pay-per-view? I don't know. Maybe one of them wasn't cleared. <laughs> so Dude, come on. I don't know. They're, listen, Look, they I, have a history, typically, of, particularly with Bray, of trying to long play things to the point where they drag them out so much people stop caring. That has been a regular occurrence with Bray Wyatt, right? But Triple H has been very good at what he puts on his TV. TV time if, isn't something if, he just throws from away. From what we hear, Bray has a lot of creative <clears throat> over his own stuff, right? Yes. So if that's the case... He might be doing what he thinks works, and it doesn't. He's still getting good reactions. Don't get me wrong; I'm not saying he's not. Right. But no, I I will be the first one to admit I thought we would have saw him at least in the ring right. by now. All right, moving on to Raw now. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I loved the segment with the Usos and Sammy and Solo, and obviously they took out Elias before, which is an interesting choice, but. Uh, and then we find out KO is going to be Riddle's tag partner. But to me, the headline was Riddle getting taken out by Solo because I think you mentioned in the host, but I am so fucking there for a Solo Sokoa Matt Riddle program. Mm-hmm. But it looks like it's a write off for a little while at least. So it's, it's probably a write off until January, which is fine. Everybody deserves Christmas vacation. But um, so in typical Raw fashion, what starts as an opening segment or leads to an opening match which leads to a you know a multi-man match which then leads to some storytelling so that literally took up almost the entire first hour which was fine because of where we ended up and where we ended up i thought was absolutely fucking brilliant you've been promoting solo as the enforcer he is sent by the elders he doesn't smile he doesn't point like all the other people do and he just fucking delivered a beating to Matt Riddle that will be remembered for a long time. That was good business that, that they was, did. Definitely. You instantly felt Solo was a dangerous man. He felt man. like he elevated in that moment. Yeah, 100%. Um, so that's interesting, because if that's the program that we get coming out of this, even if it's a few weeks away, I'm yeah, down for sure. that. Uh, what I'm not down for is the possibility of more Bailey and Bianca Belair matches at this point. And oh, God. WWE held two triple threat matches to determine who would win those matches. They would then go on to face each other this week, this coming week, for to find out who is the person that will challenge Bianca Belair. Uh, the first mm-hmm. match was Bailey, Rhea, and Asuka versus each other. And the second match was Nikki Cross. Alexa Bliss and Becky Lynch. Now they they did their best to try to convince you it was going to be Becky and Bailey. I think we all knew they weren't going to blow that as as part of a number one contenders match. They're saving that for later. Right. Right. But 
so spoiler alert, Alexa Bliss won her match uh, when Damage Control took out Becky. Um, well, I was going to say before that, though, earlier in the night, Bailey won her match. I was going to get there. I, was doing, I had a whole story and a whole way I was going to get there, Sal, but thank you <clears> fucking... Yeah, but you got to establish that no, first you don't. because then that frees Bailey up to, be, you, to interfere you in the triple threat at the end. don't have to establish that first because what I was going to say to you was wouldn't you be much more interested if this match was Alexa Bliss versus Rhea Ripley? Winner to face Bianca Belair. Uh, yeah, probably. And you don't necessarily... I don't personally think it's going to be um, Bailey again. I think Alexa's going to win. No. And Becky's going to cost Bailey the match, and Alexa's going to win. So, of course so she knowing is. knowing that you could have done that, and you were going to go to Alexa anyway, you could work out with Michin or whoever, find a way to have the Rhea Ripley-Alexa match, and still have Alexa win, but to me, I'd be much more interested in the match than I am in Bailey and Alexa. A, because I've seen it a bunch of times before, and B, because I already know Bailey, and Bailey, I have no interest in Bailey winning that match. I would have interest in a rooting interest in Alexa versus Rhea. You of all people know this has nothing to do with Alexa. Like, initially. This is is to get to where we need to go between Bailey and Becky. I know. Like, this is just to further that. I get it. She, but, yeah, I mean, and then maybe we'll see what Alexa does. But there are other ways to do that. Well, what they wanted, and this was a very lazy way, but what they wanted was Bailey costs Becky her match, and then next week Becky will cost Bailey I her get match. That. And then just, you could have had very, them both very cost simple. each other their matches this week. I know, I know. My point <laughs> is the match we're going to next week I don't care about, and there was a very simple way to make it, so I did care about it. Well, in the one sense, you do care that you don't want to see Bailey win. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there is that yeah, I guess. Uh, aspect to pull you in. I guess. <laughs> please, 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 not Bailey. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's a lot of fucking poker that went on at Raw. Can we never do that shit again? I'm, I had no fucking need to see that. But, but Jason, nope. the attitude nope. ever they play poker nope. in. But, but, nope. but, but, nope. but, but all those segments with Trish and APA. Nope. Don't care. Damn. Uh, the only real thing at that point, other than what we've already talked about, that I cared about on Raw was I thought uh, Austin Theory and Mustafa Ali had a fantastic match that I would have liked to I see. I like their pay-per-view. match. Huh? I actually liked their promo yeah. battle. Um, as much as I thought Theory scorched him, I thought Ali actually came back and yeah, held his own. Sure. Ali's a good promo. Ali is. A very interesting cat to me, because I feel like he could be a really good heel. But we saw him as a heel, and, and due to booking, nobody really cared. He's better as, a, as an underdog. Yes, but now, how do we get there on the main roster, where we've already painted him in that, this is the guy who gets the shit kicked All out of him. All get one pin over Seth Rollins. Okay. Or Bobby Lashley. All of a sudden, he's he's back. Takes one. I like okay. <laughs> Speaking of Bobby Lashley and Seth Rollins, I like the business they did this week. Sure. I know, I know, we've seen it before. Uh, Seth proves that Bobby is too volatile I, and he's out of control of his emotions. We get it. I am going to tell you what I loved about this. I love Seth needling him about Brock, yeah. but moreover than that, and I, it's the the thing I loved about the the women's the two triple threats with the women too. 
Triple H recognizes the value in keeping your champion strong, and having a challenger built by beating the champion lessens the champion, and they're not building mm-hmm. contenders that way anymore. That's correct. I've, I for have now. Railed, you know, I have railed against that on this show for years now. And I am so happy to see Seth versus Lashley in a number one contenders match. There should be a big, important match to determine who faces an, somebody to get a shot at a title. That's how it should work. So I'm very happy they're Absolutely. doing that right now. Yeah, but you say that, but we're one Charlotte Flair return away oh, from her beating Ronda in a, in a contenders match. Bullshit. I'm not here for it. I love Charlotte. I, you know I it. love Charlotte. I'm not like the other hosts on this network. I enjoy Charlotte. But what I used her as an example because she has been off TV for a while. What I'm trying to say is if Triple H decided to take his next contender for Ronda and and, and Ronda's a, a stretch because it's Ronda, but that's why Charlotte fits that role. And he pin and he has the challenger pin the champion. You will be right back to where you were and uh, beforehand, and you will say that you know why are they doing this? So I I would say Triple H made the right decision so far, but I don't think we're we're removed from that. We're never going to see it again. Let's say for the sake of argument, Charlotte returns and she wins that championship off of Ronda. Okay. Okay. I know we've all built up in our minds the idea that we're going to end up with Bianca and Rhea at WrestleMania, but what if Rhea wins the Royal Rumble and decides, I not only want a title shot, but I want to avenge my WrestleMania loss to Charlotte? Okay. I think that, to me, is is a more compelling story, because there's history there already. Yeah, we can do the same thing we did two years ago, sure. (laughs) <laughs> it also frees you up to do Becky and Ronda, which I think is the money match for Mania. Which, too. that's the money. That, to me, I, I guarantee you, is money. But that's why I don't want to do Rhea and Charlotte. I'd rather Bianca and Charlotte than Rhea and Charlotte, because at least that's fresh. I, I like my matches to have a certain degree of logic behind them and it makes to me a lot of sense and a lot of full circle nature for Rhea to say now I'm the big badass on this roster you haven't been here now I'm going to because we never got Rhea getting one back on Charlotte the problem is for that to work Charlotte has to be a face and that usually doesn't work either so right. but anyway that's, we that's have plenty of time to dream book Wrestlemania between now and then but let's uh, let's talk about the go home edition of NXT Sal what do you think yeah. Okay. I'm down. So we're gonna. Uh, there's a couple things that occurred that we do want to, I guess, talk about. Uh, Tony D'Angelo's back Tony in the D'Angelo's ring. Looks back good. In, yeah, yeah. Looks healthy. Uh, and he had a little uh, issue with the North American. Donovan champion, died black. North American champion Wesley, <laughs> and Donovan died black. Got his uh, his words in too. So. Uh, I assume this is probably going to a triple threat. Is that what we're doing? But I don't like that because that's Tijak's first program back should be a one-on-one. Right. I don't like that. And and if Tony D loses another North American title feud, then kind of looks a little weak because he's already lost like two of them. Ugh. Um, <sighs> yeah. Let's let's just let. I mean. The other side of that is, do you want Dijak to immediately come and take the title off Wesley, who just got it? No, I don't I, want I sort Wesley of wish they losing had this belt. Program for Dijak's return program, personally. 
I kind of agree with yeah, you. This a Russian for a guy who for a guy who had so many great matches in NXT a couple of years ago. Um, Dijak and Wesley is not where I would have no. started. It does make me wonder if they're going to fast track Dijak through NXT. They want to get him used to this new gimmick and working in front of the camera and some major matches in front of crowds, and then they're going to bring him back up to the main roster. Now that's an interesting concept because if that's the case, then. Uh, yeah, then this creative actually yeah. does make sense because you're just there to get him some work, get him some pay per views, and then write up probably the night after yeah, me. Wouldn't shock me. Though. And that's I'm fine with that because you know I'd rather see him on Raw or SmackDown. So yeah. Uh, so then let's talk about. But do you think there's still some stuff that needs to be worked out there? Because uh, I don't know. It's a li- the the long leather jacket with the aviators. It's a little cheesy right now. Terminator now. That's. I was thinking like Max Payne. <laughs> um. Uh, so let's talk about our now two both companies booked random tag team title matches for their Saturday pay per views just days ahead of the event. We already talked yes. about how FTR versus the Briscoes was booked. Let's talk about how the tag team titles match on NXT was booked because it started with a segment with Pretty Deadly doing their sort of Twas the Night Before Christmas gimmick, um, only to be interrupted by a team you mentioned just moments ago, Sal, because the New Day is in NXT. And they came out and challenged Pretty Deadly for the tag team titles at, uh, oh, fuck, what's the name of the event? I'm not blanking now. Deadline. Deadline. NXT Deadline. Um, and the challenge was accepted, and that match is going to happen Saturday night. I enjoy the fact that Hunter does not care. Any given week, he can make somebody from the main roster appear in NXT, and it works. Yep. Um, hilariously, the crowd was chanting for for uh, for the New Day, and I think they were chanting NXT, NXT at one point. I don't remember Kofi ever being in NXT. He was actually before NXT when they were still show FCW. Did he up NXT once during Kofi Mania? When they first moved to USA Live and they were trying to draw up ratings. I feel like he was on one episode. Maybe it was a backstage. Maybe. I don't I recall. Don't. Uh, yeah, are you excited for New Day versus Pretty I Deadly? I am. You know what? Because it's something new. I always love when we get these mm-hmm. new matchups between guys I didn't necessarily expect we'd get to see compete, at least not right away. Um, pretty deadly are a hell of a tag team, and I think this will be a nice test, and it's something new for the New Day, which you don't see often, something new for the New Day, because they've been around for so long and faced everybody multiple times. And, like, yeah. I, I, I think we mentioned on the show, like, I'm so sick of, of hearing the New Day are going to face the Usos, except every time the match is an absolute fucking banger and you can't take your eyes off of it. But still, right. like they need to do something else, and right now, I don't think there's any taking those titles off of the Usos anytime soon. So this is a good thing to sort of keep them busy. I wouldn't even be shocked if they won the titles here, to be honest with you. I'd be fine. I would with totally it. be okay. Um, New Day rocks is like I said, they are still entertaining, yes. and and credit to those guys because it's not easy to stay fresh in this business for that many years. Um. But yeah, let's do a thing with Pretty Deadly, even if we make a program out of it going into uh, Stand and Deliver, WrestleMania weekend. I'm fine with that. Um, but even if it's not, even if it's a one-off, it's going to be a fun match. Um, Isla Dawn made her NXT debut, and I was quite impressed with her in-ring work, Sal, were you? 
She's all right. She's, I don't understand why Adam hates her. She's not bad. Well, she's certainly, we've certainly seen a lot worse. I, I, I will be the first one to tell you that I don't recall on the couple episodes I watched of NXT UK anything from her. So obviously she didn't do anything that stood out, but I didn't see anything bad this time around. Yeah, that was solid uh, debut with Thea Hale, and the Chase U stuff is is way over. And Duke Hudson's doing a great job, actually. I was a little skeptical when they added him to the mix, but he's stepped in and done a very nice job there. Um, what did you think about the last Fatal Four, Fatal Three, uh, Triple Threat? Sorry, to determine who got the last women's spot between Wendy Chu, Indy Hartwell, and Fallon Henley with her fine ass. Kind of wish Fallon. I was on. gonna say. Yeah, I was kind of thinking they were going to make Fallon win the way that match yeah. was going. It seemed like she was getting like the baby face yeah. bots. You know what I yeah. mean by that. And and then she did it, and I was like, oh. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, I think obviously we know they're gearing towards something with Indy, whether it be here or a call-up to the main roster at some point in the not-too-distant future. I feel like they're sort of... Yeah, I, I can understand it. Indy, Indy is, in their mind, they, they've found success it, before. Well, they they want to see if they can again. It feels like they're they're keeping Loomis associated with Johnny. Obviously, Johnny's been associated mm-hmm. even on camera with with Candice, and Candice is now yep. feuding with Damage Control, and she keeps mentioning mm-hmm. the tag team titles. So, uh, you know. Oh, dude, I'm all for Candice and Indy going for the tag team titles. We'll see. We'll see. Um, we'll see. But that was the go home. I didn't have anything else super significant from that. Uh, did you so? The only thing, um, and I feel bad for saying this because I, I do I do enjoy both of these guys and the work they put in, but <sighs> Braun Breaker, Apollo Crews, diner segments, also fishing. Uh, I'm over it. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to mention that when we did the... Uh... Why... Like who? Like I don't care. It doesn't make Apollo compelling. It doesn't make me think he's going to be the one to beat Breaker. Uh, this has been a miss for me on all fronts. Braun's entire title reign has been a miss for me. Really? Okay. What match has Braun had that you were super into? The Tyler Bates. That's about one, it. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. That's about entire it. reign. Everything else has just been—it's been fine, yeah. but it hasn't been like interesting. Yeah. No, and it that hasn't felt super important. That title doesn't feel super important right now. You know, I—I I know it doesn't. I know it does not feel important, but I feel like you give me a stand and deliver program between him and Carmelo, and I'm Absolutely, there for it. Hundred percent. But it needs that. It needs that. That yeah, next level. It, it really does. But yeah, because we're not there right now. All right, so let's uh, let's go and throw our hats into some predictions here. So if you will go to rundownwrestling.com, pull up your browser, pull up your pants, pull down your pants. I don't care what you do with your pants, but have a good time. Um, Scroll past the good show, and we're going to start at Ring of Honor's final battle with our predictions for that event, which I believe starts like 3 o'clock, or 4 p.m., sorry. Is that that really the fucking poster? Who the fuck knows? It's just Joe being all fat. All right, so let's start with the ROH Tag Team title double dog collar match because reasons. Uh, FTR taking on, I'm not saying what Troy wrote here, uh, them boys, the Briscoe boys, uh, FTR or the Briscoes, who you got, Sal? Uh, look, I haven't seen the Briscoes wrestle in like five years. 
Um, I, I caught highlights, I think, maybe for a second with their first match at FTR. I don't care about the Briscoes. I don't. I think a lot of people don't care about the Briscoes, so let's go with FTR. Tony can't put the Briscoes on TV, so FTR. <laughs> that's, that's also, um, just speaking of FTR, the fucking commentators were playing it up like these guys haven't been on TV and haven't been facing uh, AEW tag teams because they've been traveling around the world. Like, they made it a point to say that during their entrance. Like, oh, they've defended those new Japan belts in Japan. They've gone to Mexico. And it's like, you act like they've been on some type of world tour. You've had no creative for yeah. them. Fucking bullshit. Anyway. We already talked about that. Anyway, uh, six-man Ring of Honor tag team title match as the Dalton Castle and the boys. Twin Gimps. Jesus Christ. Uh, take on... The Embassy, Brian Cage, and the fuck is the name? The Gates of Agony. Um, Troy needs to fucking put the real names on here because it messes me up. Anyway, uh, Sal, who do you got? Uh, The Embroidery, or whatever the fuck they're called. I think Tony wants belts on his real guys. Hey, speaking of belts, you know what I saw this week on AEW television? I saw a glimpse into the future of what the next title belts will be. You know what that that? is? Trios women's titles. That's what we need. It's coming. I don't think so, because it looks like Gage is about to dump Red Velvet, too. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but you could put it on Sky Blue, Madison Rain, and whoever the fuck else that was. (laughs) Uh, Tag team match that is sure to fuck, slap, and come. Okay. Okay. Somehow a team, yes. Somehow a team again. Swerve in our glory hole. Uh, Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee take on Shane Taylor Productions. How many times? Who's the other how, guy? In how Shane many Taylor times Productions? is Swerve, Swerve in our glory going to break up? Five. Who's the other guy in, in Shane Taylor Productions? Oh fuck, I forget his name. I'm sure you could. Oh, if you don't even know him, then fuck. Yeah, I mean, I know him. Relevant at all? Shane Taylor Productions. <laughs> Ring of Honor. I remember Shane Taylor Productions. I forget his name. Hold on. Uh, promotions. Sorry. Uh, they were Faction of the Year on Ring of Honor Wrestling. Uh, hold on. Moses. Moose. Moses. Got it. Yes. No. <laughs> are you making a joke um, about being able to tell black people to probably sell? Cause no. That's... I'm making a joke about how similar wrestlers' names are. Um, who gives a shit? I guess Swerve in Our Glory. I'm going to go Chantelle Promotions because I can't imagine. Uh, I don't don't care. Glory winning. They're going to break up again. What a waste of Keith Lee. What a fucking waste. And Swerve. Swerve is great. Dude, Swerve is great. Don't, don't even, like, get me wrong. Um, but he needs to get away from this tag team, too. This is awful. Uh, in a match between two guys who haven't ever interacted on television, but somehow one of them's getting a title shot, the Ring of Honor Television Championship will be on the line as Juice Robinson challenges Samoa Joe. Sal? Mm-hmm. I'm going with Juice. Are you really? Yeah, I think fucking Warlow comes down okay. and costs him the title, so that's how they get the TV title off okay. of Joe. I-, I think they're having too much fun with this King of Television gimmick, so I'm going to say Samoa Joe, but we'll see. Oh, King of Television. Uh, AEW ROH Dishwater Champion Dishwasher Championship. I don't. Is this supposed to be a joke about women? I don't know. Anyway, 
It's for the uh, Ring of Honor Women's Championship. It is Mercedes Martinez versus Athena. I'm assuming they're going to put the title on Athena here because they have to validate having her, and she never won a singles championship in WWE. So now they know her first major singles world championship like they did with Claudio. Uh, so yep. they can jerk themselves off about her getting a title. So I'm going Athena. Uh, I need an over-under on how many minutes after the match before she tweets out a picture with the caption, this is how a real company treats women's wrestling. Uh, five. <laughs> Yikes. Um, yeah, I guess give her the ROH women's title. Who cares? Uh, the ROH Pure Championship, Daniel Garcia defends against Wheeler Uter. 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 Utah. Uh, it's been a long day. Uh, I don't see any reason at this point to take the title off of Daniel Garcia, so I'm going with him. Yeah, and and that will be fun, I think. I hope. So you're going Garcia too? <laughs> okay. Yeah, but it will be it will be a good the match. ROH Championship match. If Claudio loses, he has to assign appreciate Chris Jericho, I guess, in his society. Uh, in, in in a certain way. Yeah. Chris, seven, Chris, where were you on January 6th? Jericho, uh, defense against Claudio. Fucking we the people, Castagnoli. Uh, who you got, Sal? I'm going with Claudio. As much as I, I know they love this Ocho thing. Um, the reason I'm going with Claudio is if they are getting their own show, which is rumored. Um, I think they move him over to that brand and keep him okay. over there. So you're on the right track, but you're you're the wrong train here because exactly what you just said. Why did they put the world title on Chris Jericho to start AEW? So people would exactly. watch AEW Same because they thing. knew the name. New program for Ring of Honor. They're going to keep the title on Jericho because they want his name value to build the brand. So it's going to be Chris Jericho. But that means Claudio joins the JAS, yeah, and they'll make him. They'll make him a sports entertainer again, and they'll be. And there'll how be many some hilarious the- segments, Sal. You don't get. They'll put him in funny hats, and yeah, it'll be very. It will be very sports entertaining. Yeah, absolutely, that's for sure. Um, and how many people will be left in the Blackpool Combat Club again? Two. I. How many people are? Two. One and a half. How many people are in the Butt Plug Combat Club at this point? Uh, three. <laughs> um, because apparent, apparently Danielson is still crying over Regal's release papers. And that's going to be the story going into Revolution. Anyway. Listen, he'll never admit it publicly. Daniel Bryan is like, if this is the last fucking year of my career, this is what I'm doing with it. I don't I know, be because this is the same. Mm, I don't know if he would be. That's the thing. This is the same guy. Okay, let's let's look at Daniel Bryan's career arc after he had to retire, right? He was SmackDown general manager for a while, so he was on screen. But it became very apparent very quickly that he wanted to wrestle again, right? And he came back at that WrestleMania. At this point, we're talking four years ago. Um, it was his, you know, return match. And he was he was pretty red hot then, right? And he came back and then... Uh, he had that program with The Miz, which was, uh, was okay. And then he turned heel, and he beat AJ Styles for the WWE Championship. 
and he was like the eco-friendly Daniel Bryan, and then he put over Kofi. <clears throat> Would you say Daniel Bryan kind of peaked back at WrestleMania 35? I mean, after that, it wasn't that long after that that he left, right? It's two years. After after the Kofi match? Yeah. He left shortly after Reigns stacked him and uh, packed true. him and pinned him. No, I felt like he was pretty important at that in that program, too. In that one, but, like, before then, like, I think he was kind of just treading water. Like, that program. No, no, I'm talking about for he two had long, years. He had several matches. Didn't he have several pay-per-views with Roman, too, leading into that triple threat? Remember when they tried to make him fight Big Bill? Remember that? That was a program he had for a while. Yeah, so they tried They tried to, <laughs> they tried to use him to get Morley over the same way they got Kofi over, but it worked in one case and not in the other. My point is, even before there was an AEW... Brian was saying, I don't care. I'll go wrestle in bingo halls. I just want to wrestle. But, okay? but given the opportunity to wrestle in front of you know, a sold-out football stadium to end your career at WrestleMania or 1,500 empty seats at a fucking ROH Rampage taping, because that's what's going to be, ROH Rampage, um, you don't think if you put him under sodium pentothal and made him tell you the truth that he wouldn't say he thinks he made a mistake? He's never been one that craves like. But what has he done at this company? He had a couple of good matches with Hangman Page. He had one draw with Kenny Omega that was very quickly forgotten, despite the fact that people told me it was the greatest wrestling match they've ever seen. Um, But what has he done otherwise? You know what's weird about Danielson, though? And I'm not defending how they booked him. I think they booked him horribly. But with Danielson, I almost feel like even... If there was no opportunity to return to WWE after his AEW contract, he would be the guy that would go wrestle in New Japan, and he'd be completely what, fine with what it. What company can you remember that has cooled consistently cooled down the hottest acts in the business? Brian Danielson, Adam Cole. Like, the list goes on and on. Every one of these guys that comes <laughs> in there, they're red hot when they fucking show up, and then oh. A couple weeks later, there's uh, Keith Lee. A couple weeks later, they're on fucking dark, and nobody gives a shit. I'm, you're not wrong. But we're finding <laughs> all the TV time for Chris Jericho. Oh. Our, our own, home, our own homegrown when... talent, Hangman Page. We can't get him over. I mean, now he's going to fight with Moxley, but... Oh, I heard a very interesting take, and I was going to get your opinion on it. Um, Tony Khan never wanted Hangman Page to be the guy, and only put the belt on him because every because the fans wanted it, and then was quickly looking for a way to get it off. I mean, what do you think about that? I well, so if you believe Tony Khan, I don't know how many people do. They've had they had the first three AEW champions mapped out when the company started. John Moxley wasn't part of the company when the company started, yet somehow found his way into that. Yes. <laughs> no, they. I mean, okay. they knew at the at the first double or nothing that Moxley was going to be on board. They didn't have a world champion at that time. Okay, so you're saying they wanted to go Jericho Moxley Page. Kenny, Kenny Page, yeah, the first four champions were Matt. Kenny up. and Page. That's what they've said. Because 
I feel Which like is why a they year built ago, Kenny and Paige as a team. They were always planning on going that is what they've told us. Okay. I don't believe it. They had t shirts really made out. I feel said, like why two AJ if... <laughs> I feel like um if they wanted Paige to be the guy, they would have made him the guy when they gave him the belt, and they didn't. They really oh. didn't. He was like a paper champion. But who really has been? Who's this comp? Kenny. Not really. <laughs> he got Orange Cassidy and Pac. Like he got Christian Cage. Well, who who he got versus his 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 importance on TV are two different eh. things. Eh. You've always said TV time was, was but, what... But, but no, Sal, because you know, what, what AEW told us mostly, and a lot of the time during Kenny's reign, was that the only thing that matters is the next mystery opponent, the next debut. Yeah. yeah. That's the only thing that really matters on our show. They told us that for years. Actually, I saw a very depressing graphic the other day on Twitter. Um, I'll send it to you after the show. It was a picture of every ex-WWE guy that Tony Khan has brought in in 2022. Okay. It's bad. I'm sure. There is not one person on there I can say that's been booked yeah. right. Or booked at all. A lot of them, yeah. <sighs> all right. Fucking Miro's like, I can't wrestle in WWE, so I'm going to leave. And go to AEW, where he also doesn't wrestle because they have nothing for him, so he's been in catering for the past six years. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the good pay-per-view that we have, or, sorry, premium live event that we have coming up. I just almost voted on Survivor Series. By the way, I got them all right. Uh, uh, be- before we before we uh, transition to NXT, just quick question about Final Battle. Like I said, there, was, there is all these rumors about... You didn't even want to talk about this shit. Now I'm trying to get us out of it, and you want to go back. I, I just, just very quickly, um, you know, there are a lot of rumors about Tony making a huge announcement. Whether it's a YouTube show, the, whether the it's a huge announcement Tony Khan has made. Right. Let's say ROH does get their own show, okay? Do you see them legitimately splitting the rosters and assigning basically people to the B no, show? They don't have enough well, I guess they do have enough talent if they want to, but they don't have enough name attention to carry a second brand right now. Unless that second brand really is going to be truly treated as developmental, and it's just going to be, you know, your Captain Sean Dean versus Wheeler Yuta show. I mean, that's why I asked you: Are there hardcore um, ROH fans? There I'm are, sure you because can... that's not this roster. Not no, but if you wanted By to, way, you could make it like Rouge Bandito. Like we started telling a story between FTR and Matt Bennett and Mike Taven, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett, because they were the new tag team that we just signed. Have you Matt Bennett and Mike have, Taven? That's about right. Have you right. seen Mike Bennett and Matt Taven on TV since then? No, no, yeah, me neither. But I've also never seen them even on Dynamite. So if it's not on Dynamite, it never really happened. No, no, no. Tony's <laughs> going to make it appointment viewing on Rampage now. That's what he said this week. Like I have to make an appointment to watch Rampage? Nah, I'm not going to do that. All right, can we talk about the good pay per view now? Yeah, it says War Games. This isn't no, War Games. Roll up all the way up. Oh, 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 oh. NXT deadline. Uh, it is going to be Saturday night. NXT returns to premium live events. And Are there no more fucking graphic departments in wrestling? What the fuck? The RH poster was stupid. This is stupid. What the fuck? I'm fucking hung up on fucking graphics. It's I don't know. Maybe it's a problem. 
Maybe it's because maybe it's because WWE like for like a WrestleMania or like the Survivor Series poster. Remember, I was like, that's a fucking poster. That's because you jerk off to Roman. Anyway, um, let's start with what <laughs> what uh, Troy has listed as Adam's match of the night: Alba Fire versus Isla Dawn. Sal, who you got? Um, fuck, Alba Fire's lost a lot. But Al- Isla Dawn's new. Oh, God, you got to go to Isla Dawn. Yeah, I, I actually... I'm in the same boat you are. It's the same It's the same logic. <sighs> uh, I don't think Alba Fire needs this win. I think Isla Dawn does. Yeah. No, it's true. Al- look, Alba Fire, whether she loses or wins, in actually, NXT, no, it doesn't no, no. matter. I'm going to take it back. I'm going to... I haven't submitted yet. So I'm going to go Alba Fire. I, here's what I think happens. I think Alba Fire okay. wins the match. I think after the match, Isla Dawn spits the mist or does some weird fucking voodoo shit to her. Yeah, it makes her throw and up that, all over the ring. And I that gotcha. continues the program. So I, I think Alba Fire wins the match, but Isla Dawn is the last one standing. Okay. Nostalgic pop if she starts bleeding oil from her forehead? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> Nostalgic for the Fiend and Alexa Bliss? Uh, Yeah. Uh, anyway, NXT Tag Team Championship on the line in the second and best match to be booked three days out. Uh, pretty deadly defending the titles against the New Day. This is an interesting one, Sal. Who do you got? Oh, I'm going pretty deadly. I, I think they're they're going to make them the team to beat in NXT, similar to some classic NXT tag teams we used to see, especially the heels. You know? Yeah, I agree. I hate. I would not at all hate if they put the titles on the New Day. I would 100% be behind that idea. But I'm picking to try to win, so I'm going to go pretty deadly. It's not on here, but I could have sworn the Creeds were going to go against Indusheer. No, you didn't see this week's segment? I barely saw, I remember it, but I don't so like... They're sitting there, and the doctor checks out Brutus's knee and says, All right, Brutus, I think you're cleared. And yeah. they're all excited. And then uh, Ivy Nile says, uh, can you just check out his ribs? Oh, you should check out his and ribs. The yeah, looks and and like, oh, you're not clear. What kind of fucking dime store doctor do you have that doesn't fucking, that clears a guy without checking him out? Well, what kind of snitch do you have in your own group where she's going to dime you off to the fucking safe, doctor? Sal. But I thought that was just for this week's no. TV. I didn't think that was, ah. Uh, all right, so shame. let's uh, grab your pencils and paper. And uh, test will begin immediately following this, but we're gonna I'm gonna put on my professor cap and we're gonna run through the rules for the Iron Survivor challenges. First, two wrestlers start the match, and every five minutes another wrestler enters until all five participants are present. The first the first two wrestlers are determined by a some war tournament <laughs> taking place backstage. <laughs> Fucking Troy got me with that one. I thought this was legit. Uh, after the last wrestler enters, there is a predetermined time limit. Let's say four minutes and 57 seconds. <laughs> Each time a wrestler scores a pinfall <sighs> submission or being the victim of discrimination, they gain a point. I mean... Probably about the same. Jesus Christ. All right. I, Troy, you got me with this one. Uh, a wrestler who is pinned, submitted, or is disqualified gives goes into a penalty box for 90 seconds where Vic Joseph will punish them by calling them, telling them about his Pokemon card collection. Now, if he was telling nice. them about Bang & McKenzie, I'd probably spend some time in there. I was going to say, then that's a desired exactly. place to be. 
the winner of the match is the wrestler who scores the most points at the end of the time limit or whoever we feel like calling the winner. Now, that's an AEW yeah. shit. Um, it is, but that's how convoluted this fucking shit is. The winners of the men's and women's matches become the number one contenders for the NXT championships. All right. That is correct. That part yes, is accurate. That's about the only part that's accurate. All right. Let's tell, let's go with the women's Iron Survivor match. We have Zoe Stark, Cora Jade, Roxanne Perez, Kiana James, and Indy. It should have been Fallon Henley Hartwell. Who do you got? You go first. You want, wait, you want me to go first? You go, yeah, I want you to go first. Okay. So whenever I look at these things, I got to think to myself, who's the current champion? And it's Mandy mm-hmm. Rose. So yes. I instinctively assume it's got to be a face. Now, looking through this list, there's really only one face in the match, right? That's right. This is one of those rare occasions where you have six participants and only one is a face. So there's not a lot for the fans to cheer for here. Um, It's not going to be Zoe Stark. She's already had her shot. Uh, It's not going to be Cora Jade. She's already had her shot. Roxanne Perez, I mean, it's not Keanu James because she's not ready. So to me, it's got to be either Roxanne Perez or Indy Hartwell. And they sort of started telling the story of Indy Hartwell and uh, Mandy, which sort of leads me that it's not going to be her. But at the same time, I feel like if you're going to call Indy up, you give her this program before she leaves. Uh, So I'm going to go Indy Hartwell. Okay. I think that's a very sound pick. Um. I literally just I worked reading through all the, that in my head live on the podcast. So. Okay, I am reading the actual rules of this match, and, and Troy wasn't that far off. Um, discrimination as a, as a pinfall? No, 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 no. But you do score a point when you get a pinfall submission. Yeah. Um, oh my god, it actually... What the fuck? It actually says on Wikipedia, or being the victim of a discrimination. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Really? Yes. Are you sure you're not just high? Um, no, dude, go to Wikipedia. I swear to God, type in NXT deadline. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding you. Uh, after the re- last wrestler enters, there's a predetermined time limit. Uh, so the winner of the match who scores the most points at the end of the time limit. The winners. Did Troy just okay. Troy take over Wikipedia and enter this shit himself? I, it was only that one, so... Anyway, um, so what are we assuming the time limit is? Or is it like 15 minutes, something like that? Are you going to pick different based on how much time there is? Who are you picking to win the match, Sal? <sighs> I'm trying to make it make sense in my mind, because they're going to have to tell a story with it. And Indy is a boring story to tell in a match like this. You want somebody to kind of sneak out a win. And that... That means Roxanne Perez. Yeah, that's who it's going to be, isn't it? Yep, that's what I'm going with. It's one of it's one. She is. Uh, I can't see it being either one. Or she is going to win, but she's going to like fall into the. I'm not necessarily fall. It could be an underdog thing where like she gets a finisher like when the last ten seconds and then gets the the point that's like the game winning point. But um. Yeah, it's going to be Roxanne. <sighs> also, oh, side note, Kiana James, that girl. Yes. 
Yes. Hold on. Um, alright, so... I'm talking myself out of my own pick at this point, because now I'm looking at it, and I think a heel has to win the men's Iron Survivor, so I think a face has to win the women's, right? They usually try yeah. to balance that out. So yeah, I'm going to change mine. I'm going to go to Roxanne Perez as well. Isn't India face? No, she's been healing it up. Well, she's been bitchy, but uh, the fans still been getting behind her. Uh... Fuck, I, I really am back and forth between the two of them. All right, but since I already, yeah, sorry, I won't change. I'll stick with India just because I picked it already. All right, fine. All right. But Roxanne doesn't surprise me in the least if she wins. Anyway, that brings us to the men's Iron Survivor match. This is so much easier. Carmelo Hayes, J.D. McDonough, Grayson Waller, Joe Gacy, Axiom, make me a case for why it's not Carmelo Hayes. Can't. Okay, so we're both going Carmelo. Yeah, to me it's easy. It should be. There's no way you're going to do J.D. McDonough again. You just did that. Grayson Waller, he's a dark horse. I'll say that. He's a dark horse candidate, but it's not going to be Gacy. Gacy floundered when they had that program. Axiom's not ready for that type of program, especially the character. Uh, yeah, it's only it's only Hayes with a dark horse being Grayson yeah, Waller. Agreed, 100% on everything. If it's McDonough, then they better put the title on McDonough this time. <laughs> Then it is the NXT slash Bassmasters World Championship between Braun Baker, Braun... <laughs> Braun the Baker. <laughs> D-I-C-K. Uh, Braun Breaker versus Apollo Crews. Sal? Breaker. Agreed. I can't see. Like, again, the money is in the Mellow and Braun Breaker program, and I think we're finally... What if Crews turns heel... And wins the belt. And then that sets up a rematch at uh, uh, Stand and Deliver. Hold on. You know, I just realized? What's the that? Iron Survivor match only has one phase, too. It doesn't matter. No, 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 but what so... I'm saying is, does NXT have a face problem? Do they not have yeah. enough faces? Yes. <laughs> they, one of their biggest faces is Andre Chase. Did somebody say Andre Chase? This is all because Johnny Gargano's not there anymore. They've done a like, um, they've done a piss poor job of, and everybody that's come in, they've made a heel. They haven't, they haven't really done anything with Tyler Bate. I'm sure he could be a face, but he had that program with Braun, and that was it. Unless did he get hurt? He might have got Carmelo hurt. Carmelo could be a very easy face. That's oh, yeah, but he's money turn. right now as a heel. He'd be money no matter what he did. Sure, but I don't think they're looking to do no, that right No, probably now. not, but they could. But I'm trying to think of who, who do they have as a top-level face besides Braun Breaker. Because let's assume they do finally pull the plug, pull the trigger, and put the title on Carmelo Hayes. You've got Wesley. Okay, I'll give you that. I was going to say, Wesley is over um, as a baby face. I don't know if Dijak's uh, a face or a heel. I sort of assume a Dijak heel. is coming off as a yeah. heel. He attacked Wesley. So. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Jeez, they don't have a lot of faces on that brand right now. Nope. Uh, Big Body Javi's a yeah. heel. Uh, Von we- the Von Wagon's a yeah. heel. Uh, I'm trying to think of singles guys. Um, uh, Grayson Waller's yeah. a heel. 
D'Angelo. Nathan Fraser. Oh, God, I do. Yeah. Axiom. Um, They could turn D'Angelo face, but I don't want them to because that's dumb, and that's not going to work. Also, Cameron Grimes apparently isn't there right now. I mean, he counts as a face, but he hasn't been on TV in like two months. So... Well, he's been catching a kiss with the the Good Brothers, right? Sure. <laughs> well, didn't it wasn't the last time we saw him? He was paying them to be his partners or something. Yep, and, and they won that match, and didn't they? they? Went off to catch a kiss. Well, the Good Brothers have been on TV since then. <laughs> it's because Luke Ellis is just coming all over the place. Gross. Those were your favorite segments on being the elite, don't lie. No, they were not. Um, actually, Doc Doc Order Doc Order was original Doc Order on BT. I love that shit. I eat that shit up. What was your favorite? Doc I have Order a question for you. Segment. Oh, I'm so glad you asked that because I have two. I didn't ask you which. I two, have the one. Which one was your favorite? <laughs> oh, gun to my head. There, I think they're all in a men's room. And Brody's screaming at them. And uh, John Silver's like doing everything he can uh, to, to just ace the segment. And he's, he literally is breaking everybody around him. I forget like the exact wordings that he used, but like Silver was the star of the segment. Oh, Brody was yelling at the Beaver Boys. And, and Silver was like... Um, he was just answering him very, like, snarkly, I guess. It was hilarious. For me, it was the one where uh, Alex Silver had John Reynolds. Why am I going? Fuck, I'm mixing up everyone's name tonight. Uh, Alex, Alex Reynolds, Reynolds had John Silver on his shoulders, and he was wearing the duster, and he was doing his Brody Lee impression, which that I was think was too. the episode where we got, did somebody say, little bitch? Yeah, so- it <laughs> I think for that reason, that one's always been my favorite. Um, I really, I really do have to mention though that other segment that I was gonna say is the one where they, or the first time we ever heard the uh, something something yeah. Cody Rhodes and Brody's like, whose song are you singing? Yours. Uh, we're singing your song, and then instead of singing his song, they sing <laughs> Cody's song, but with Brody's <laughs> name in it. Oh, that was good. That was some good uh, shit. So you can hit the submit button and submit your uh, worst name for a pay-per-view ever. Deadline predictions. Um, and we will go over both of those Ring of Honor final battle and deadline results next week. You will get your name read on the show, and hopefully you can beat us because a lot of the time we're not particularly good at this. Well, you guys aren't. I'm usually pretty good at it, but, you know. <laughs> hey, I got I, I got an, a parting question for you. And we'll be the first ones on this network to address this subject six weeks ahead of time. Who's winning the Royal Rumble? For the women. And for the women. I'm going to say Rhea. Okay. I'm going to say Charlotte for the women. Charlotte's already won it. I think there's enough women who haven't won it yet that I think they're going to go somebody else. You're not wrong, but I'm still picking Charlotte. And... I'm going to assume he's completely healed up. I mean, I don't know if it, if he added 
months to his rehab because of the, because of the Hell in the Cell match. Let's assume he didn't, and I'll go Cody. Okay. The only reason Cody doesn't win is if Cody's not in, and it means he's not ready yet. And he will be. He's ready now. Yeah. Yeah, probably. They're just holding off. But... So I guess... Right. If there's nothing else, that's going to do it for this edition of the rundown. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Enjoy all the great wrestling, football, basketball, whatever you're interested in. Uh, enjoy it. Spend some time with the family as we get closer to the holiday season. Uh, special shout out to former rundown appearance, uh, Kathy, Troy's wife, who is celebrating her birthday today. Happy birthday from all of us here on the rundown. Uh, Sal, thank you very much. Thank you, Jason. And for me, I guess we will run your ass down next time. Bye. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling. And you can also follow our host, Adam, on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production.